Welcome to West Virginia and Commonplace. Um, I do tons of episodes, but there's one person that has eluded me, and uh, he's going to say what he want about it, but I'm going to say it like this. On September 9th, uh, 2021, I was uh, talking with uh, this podcaster, a little bit more than a podcaster, and uh, his name is Uncle Dolomite. And uh, I presented him, like I do everybody else, with one of my scripts, and I do this because, like, once I get get a hold of you and I hear about what you're doing in the business, and that's podcasting, motherfuckers, and I did use motherfuckers, um, it, it's just one of those things, like, if you don't know who Uncle Dolomite is, you're not listening to podcasts. And I ain't going to um, shoot this man's horn or give him some crazy-ass praises that he probably don't already get. But the thing is, is when he comes out with episodes, he makes profound episodes with profound proverbs. You can put them shits on a meme and put his picture on there with the sunglasses like he always got on, even when it's dark. I don't know why he got sunglasses on when it's dark, but still got the sunglasses on. Uh, you can take a lot away from what he says. He don't put out bullshit. He don't put out no crap. And entitled inside this episode, this one is one of the ones, I'm good with the titles. This one is called The Gift and the Curse. So, Without further ado, I'm going to pass the mic over to Uncle Dolomite so he can do his extra long entrance, I mean, entrance into to this episode. Tell these people about you. Do do all the things that you normally do. It's yours. Good evening, motherfuckers and motherfuckers. It's Uncle Dolomite, like he already said. I don't really have to do too much more introing than that, nigga. I'm the host of the Too Much Game podcast. That nigga in particular. And I'll leave it at that. All right, so okay, I like that. Um, on the West Coast, you know, it's a, it's a different vibe. I'm actually out in the I'm the North South, so I'm the South North also, on the Mason Dixon line for everybody. But this thing right here, being a voice inside podcasting is a hard thing to do because you got people like you and you got people like me. So we two different, totally people, but we we click on a weird level because you know I'm the king of the suburbs, and you're the king of L.A. And, and that's a, it's a hard thing to do because it's a middle between us sometimes on certain things. But sometimes you got to take a step back and I got to take a step back because we all come for a struggle, but then we don't. I don't come from all the struggle that everybody else comes from. And you don't come from some of the struggle that some other people don't come from because we different areas. But your voice, when people hear you, it's, a, it's an effect on how they do things. It's a cause and an effect. So when you put out something really good and you got them parables, People got to stop. So what is it like having a voice? That's a hard question. Uh, it's like, it, it's basically like just me. I talk to everybody like they my little brothers. So for the most part, I just pretend, like I was, the old, I'm the oldest on both sides. Like my dad got five kids and my mom got four kids. I'm the oldest on both sides. So basically, when I do my shows, I talk like I'm talking to my little brothers and sisters for the most part. Okay. And I just leave it that. Like, it's pressure because, shit, as an older sibling, I, I feel like it's pressure to, you know, make sure that your younger siblings do better than you did. But at the same time, like, I don't really think too deeply into it. I just make sure that I have dope-ass episodes every time. Okay. Now, you got coin phrases. Motherfuckers and motherfucker hats. You got the t-shirts. You got all this stuff going on. Um, it was a statement back on. We're going back to September 9th, 
2021. Um, be careful of the company you keep. One raggedy house brings down the value of the whole neighborhood. That quote, when you did that, and that's why I'm talking about your, your profoundness. Now, I'm a professional in my own and what I do. Everybody knows what I do in this business, so I do what I do. But from that point on, that made me reassess a few things. I fucked up because I didn't reassess as good as I should have, and I'm going to tell you that because we all know the story that happened later after I reassessed. So after I reassess, you know, and I hear the statement, that's what I'm talking about you in this business. Like that statement from you right there, that is the type of stuff that all podcasters is in our medium tier podcasting circle, as I call it. That's the type of shit we talk about. Like I'm on the phone with Blase Baba and we be like, did you hear that shit that Dolomite dropped in the, on minute 32 in the episode? So having that kind of pressure on you, that's a gift because I don't have that shit. Because I got to get out here, I do my shows, and yeah, I'm razzle-dazzle and stuff. I got charismatic enigma and all that other Jeff Hardy bullshit. But I don't have a delivery that sits with people very long. I don't have like that one memorable lines. You know that I'm going to have some journalistic integrity because that's what I do. But I don't have that presence to make a statement that's going to stay profound very long. Motherfuckers got to, I got to come out with four episodes and you're going to have to find four things that sound good and you're only going to keep one. You can do one episode and they get that. So that's your gift. Now, how do you how do you take that in strides? And when I say take that in strides, I'm gonna give you this. That statement right there. Tons of people send you messages and have talked to you about that statement, correct? Yeah. But like with me, a lot of times, like it comes from number one, like I was raised around old niggas. Like for the most part, like my my friend group growing up, it wasn't people my age it was mostly like older dudes like my dad's homeboys and my uncle's homeboys so i would sit under older dudes a lot of what i noticed with how older dudes talk it was always analogies and then like growing up as an 80s baby in the 90s listening to hip-hop music it was always like metaphors and similes and shit like all the rappers who i liked would say dope shit that i would be like damn nigga rewind that what'd he say so, like, as a podcaster, I just was like, I'm just going to incorporate that shit into what I say as far as on my show. Like, what is an analogy that I could use to where even if I'm saying some shit that's super complex or something that may be deep to some people, I could explain it to where anybody could understand that shit. So, parables, similes and analogies is what a lot of people will catch and a lot of people understand so that's just how I break shit down for the most part okay and uh, one thing that I've always liked about you and you've even had to stick me on this at least in the last four months like like, like, like six times you stuck me on this and you don't even pay attention to what you do for people minding your own business I had a little riff with you know who whatever happened but i talked to you when i talked to you in certain circles you always bring back that that thing about minding your own business and not inflicting the wrath that you can inflict on people that's one thing i like about you behind the scenes and that's one thing i want to commend you on because i'm not a petty person all the time but you have helped me at least six times i can count on, on my hand six times where i wanted to put heat to streets i wanted to put this fire out that i got you just told me chill. So with that right there, the minding your own business, because you know, growing up like in the south, in the south or the east, mid Atlantic, where I'm from, 
it's a little different when it comes to minding your own business. I mind my own business, but when business turns sour, it's everybody's business where I'm from. But where y'all, where you from and over there, you got this mindset of minding your own business. And I've taken it from you. And this is even at 36 years old, like that motto that you got, just minding your own business. I've had to, I focus that even into my life. Like I mind my business now better than what I did before. So, so how did you get that? Did you get minding your business at age 10 or did it happen at like age nine? When did it minding your own business happen? Shit, probably kindergarten because like, and you know, like I, I've, I've had conversations with King Germ and like other podcasters, like, like, like I'll talk about like with the podcast beefs, like certain niggas, they beef. That's what they do. And like, remember which old yo situation where you know who, like me and Frocast, we admittedly was like, nigga, we was instigating that shit. Like we, to us, this shit is wrestling. Right. Like a lot of the, the, the beefs that happen in podcasts and to us, it's like my nigga, it's, it's promotion. Y'all niggas get into it. You say some bullshit about him. He say some bullshit about you. Niggas like, oh, I want to hear what podcaster number one going to say about podcaster number two. Now we're going to go listen to podcast number two, see what he said about podcast number one. Because like me and Frocast, we had a conversation probably like two, three weeks ago about the shit. And I told him the reason that I don't really trip off a lot of this shit, because nigga, I'm from really where niggas get killed at. Like, nigga, I'm a real gang member out here. So it's like, nigga, I'm, I'm from where shit get real, real. And a lot of what keep you out of the shit that's real, real is minding your fucking business. Nigga, like, you know, you stick your head out the window and bullets come flying through that motherfucker. So keep your fucking head out the window. You step outside when niggas is on some bullshit, you catch a stray bullet. Mind your fucking business. Like, I, I was taught this shit, like, as, as a kindergartner, like, nigga, mind your own, live long. And I live by that. I, I stay to myself. I mind the business that pays me. A lot of people like to see what the fuck is up like you know like nowadays with the culture of the shade room baller alert all these blogs tmz you always want to know what another motherfucker got going on and a lot of that shit takes the attention off of what you actually got going on it'll slow you down watching another motherfucker run they race so i just mind my own fucking business and i like i tell you i had to take a step back and that's what i've become now like I mind my own and I learned that it was certain circles that I thought I was part of that I'm not part of certain invitations to certain places. And then I realized like, you got to get back to what made you what you was before you did any of this shit or got involved with these people or person. And I went back to that. So the gift is you help the community and, uh, and I hope that the community in some places help you, but, uh, you had an episode, it was 86. And remember, guys, I'm going to reiterate this one more time. Some of this stuff is from back in 2021. You had episode number 87. Profanity-free Happy New Year. You were known, profanity is your, is your first language. The English language is your second. So what inspired this episode and how did this come about? Um, my stepmother was listening to my show for some strange-ass reason. Like, my father was in the hospital at the time. So, like, I don't know why my stepmother was listening to my shit. Like, I don't know how she stumbled upon my podcast because it ain't like I go around my family members and be like, hey, y'all listen to my shit. Like, I understand. You, you'll never make a million dollars within your circle. All your money is going to come from strangers. So I don't even tell people who I fuck with about my podcast. 
So I don't know how she heard it, but she like a super Christian. Like she's a she's a, a minister. Okay. So like she was like, oh, you don't think you can do that without using profanity? Do you think that your your vocabulary is limited? I said, my vocabulary ain't limited at all. I just enjoy cussing. I literally do it because that's how I like to talk, not because I lack in any area. So it was more of a challenge to just let her know that I could do it more than anything. It was like a almost like a throwaway episode, if you will. So it wasn't even really that deep. It just was like, I'm just going to do a fucking show without cuts and fucking. I ain't got nothing better to do. Watch this. <laughs> and that motherfucker came out. Now, yeah. now, now everybody knows I'm this, this guy that talks about the, the recording setup. So this is something I'm going to throw in before we get into the curse part of this episode. You got one of the best setups in the, in the thing. You're the one person that I'm going to give respect to you and uh, Jeremy from Life Unplugged. Shout out to him on using the Roadcaster. Y'all know how to use it. Y'all do it right. I know I'm the king of the Yeti. That's what I choose to use. So the thing that in podcasting, and we're going to be truthful, and this is something I'm going to say right here. You were one of the only people I know who started podcasting the right way. You started with the, the right material, you know, roadcaster, decent mics. You did that part right. So I want to commend you for that. But what made you decide to go that route instead of coming over here to these beautiful USB mics? Um, shit, pretty much, you know, and y'all will hear me say, like, I, I talk about the super producer a lot. Like, the dude who I started with, being ready, the super producer who is the, the founder of Townhouse Media, like, like, pretty much he was the one who introduced me to podcasting in general. Like, I always wanted to do a podcast since, like, 2006 when I heard Tariq Nasheed and the Mac Lessons radio show. Like, that's what made me literally want to do podcasting. But back in them days, you had to have a fucking studio to do a podcast. So, like, it just was some shit that I wanted to do. But he was the one who actually was like, nah, nigga, I'm finna set you up so you can actually do it. So the setup that he had, he started out with, like, the big-ass mixing board at first. But he always used XLR microphones. So when um the pandemic hit, like, shit, he was like, hey, nigga, I'm, I'm on quarantine, so... You can't use the studio no more. Like, I got to chill for two weeks, but I didn't want to miss no shows. So at first, I was doing the shit on some fucking earbuds. But, like, once I, you know, got my little money together, I bought a Rollcaster. And he was the one who, like, set me up and let me know, like, okay, look, you get this microphone. Because he bought me this microphone. Like, he, he cashed out. He bought me this mic. But, like, my other microphones, I got two dynamic mics that I use when I have studio, I mean, uh, have guests in studio and shit. But, like, for the most part, it's just more of a situation where Ben Ready comes from the world of music. So his thing is always, nigga, the quality of your audio should be paramount. Because whether you good or bad, if your audio sound fucked up, that's going to be noticeable. So even if you got a dope-ass show, if you got fucked up audio, some people won't even want to hear that shit. If they hear your peas popping too hard or static in the background or niggas walking past or kids yelling or any of that shit. So, like, I always pay immense attention to how my audio sounded. So, shit, you know, he, he the main motherfucker that got at least my audio sounding good. Everything else I did. Okay, okay. And and I like that because um you're one of the only people I can talk to about the different setups and different things like that. And I like what y'all what you do with the broadcaster, you and Jeremy. 
other people need to take lesson. It should be a tutorial, too much game tutorial. On how YouTube, to to like literally, dog. The funny thing is, I I got tutorials on Instagram already. Like if you go to my page and go to um like my IGTV and the series, it's under tutorials. I got one on the inst on the Uncle Dolomite page, and one on a too much game Instagram page. One is like the production of like actually recording the show. And the other one is what you do when you uploading and doing the video of the show. But I might have to like release them bitches or something because yeah. I wanted to put it on YouTube, but it's a lot more fucking work than I thought it was going to be. So I ain't doing that shit. Yeah, that's some extra upload. But this episode will be on YouTube. So we'll definitely I'll upload this shit or one of the members will probably Irish Steve. Now, you do all this good stuff in podcasting, but it, it takes a toll on you. That's where this curse comes in in this episode, the gift and the curse. The curse is this, in my personal opinion. When you make such a great quality that's inspiring, and this is something we said in our pre-call earlier, it's inspiring, so you can't make anything uninspiring. You can't, you can't, and I can honestly say that sometimes I got some, some shitty-ass episodes. Some of them shits, I'll be like, uh, but you can't do that because if you do that, that's the and I'm and, and I'm not wrong in what I do because I my show's like crack, but yours it, it's it's yours is like here's the best analogy I can give you. If you go inside your local store, which you will use Walmart, and you go over to the video game section, well, you a PlayStation Five, but I'm the accessories to the PlayStation Five. I can be any color, any variation can happen to me, but that PlayStation 5 better be a PlayStation 5. No ifs, ands, or buts about it, and it better be doing whatever it does. Or we'll just use the, the, the new Xbox. You, that's a good example. New Xbox, you got to work. You can't be working like the 360 or the Xbox One or the accessories. Yeah. So, so that curse right it's there. It's a flagship podcast. I, I consider it to be a flagship podcast. It's just like the iPhone phone max plus whatever the fuck or like the 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 samsung galaxy note whatever the fuck like it's the top shit like and the thing is you know and like i've i've missed a couple of episodes over the course of the last couple of months because like i would tell people if it's not dope i'm just not gonna drop it at this point because like you said like i've set a certain standard for myself and I don't mind it being that fucking standard it's like a mercedes benz like i i can't just put out a honda civic if I got a fucking Mercedes Benz emblem on the front of this motherfucker, it's a Benz at the end of the day. So it's like, if it's not a Benz, I'm not going to release the motherfucker. Even if I got to skip a year, like nigga, a Benz is a Benz. I can't put out Honda quality with a fucking Mercedes logo on the front of that motherfucker. So like, yeah, it's more difficult because like, if you listen to like more lyrical rappers, you know, because like I, I, I kind of, parallel myself with that like a lot of podcasters i look at them kind of like like popcorn like they just whatever the fuck nigga it's 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 tuesday i gotta drop an episode so whatever the fuck is on my mind on tuesday even if it's some bullshit i'm just gonna throw that shit out i can't fucking do that it's like fucking jay-z or some shit like jay-z can't just put out a fucking mumble rap album like he can't just say oh niggas it's it's June. I got to drop a fucking album now. Like, no, nigga, if I don't got no hot shit to say, I'm not going to drop a fucking album, nigga. If you niggas going to wait four years, you're going to wait four years, nigga. 
it's going to be hot when it drops. So, like, that's kind of how I record now. Like, I'll try to write as much as I can, and I'll try to drop as consistently as I can. But if my shit not dope, I'm just not going to fucking drop it because I've put that much pressure on myself. And shit, at, at this point, you know, and not to say it like that, but at the same time, I don't give a fuck. I'm just better than niggas. So if if it's not better than what the fuck I hear, then it's not coming out. Like, I've told myself, it's like Muhammad Ali. Muhammad Ali was saying he was the greatest motherfucker to ever do it before the world knew he was the greatest motherfucker to ever do it, and he lived up to that. So that's kind of the precedent that I set for myself. Like, this is going to be the, the dopest episode of podcasting this week, period. So if I'm getting ready to record, I record it as if whatever the fuck these niggas put out this week, this is beating everybody. And if it's not beating everybody, I'll wait. I'll wait until it's good enough to beat everybody. Then I'll put it out. But that's how I record every fucking week. Okay. And, and, and I like how you got into that, to that competitive nature right there. Now, what you do for the audience that if you haven't tuned in, I'm just going to say this. Um, you do a one-man army. You out there, you putting in an hour and some change, sometimes a little bit longer, on a solo show. I mean, you've done shows where you bring people in. There's very few in between. Um, and when it comes to, to this, um, I've heard at least one person try to come for the crown, and you shut that down really bad. Um, if you could, in a humble manner, is there anybody inside this podcasting game that is at least in your pillar? Frocast. That's it. Like, the only motherfucker who I feel is fucking with me is Frocast. And Frocast is damn near on episode 500. Shout out to him for that shit, nigga. If, if, if I could oh, yeah. fucking, uh, King Germ. you know, give his ass a motherfucking <laughs> air horn and shit. Nigga, shout out to Frocast for that shit. He almost on episode 500. Yeah, but, like, so, other than that, niggas is not fucking with me, dog. Like, you know, and respectfully or disrespectfully, nigga, like, you know, other niggas is cool, you know, feel how you feel about homeboy, and, you know, he cool, that's my nigga and shit. But, like, niggas is not fucking with me, just straight the fuck up, because Frocast my nigga, and he cool and shit, but he number two, as far as I'm concerned. God damn, that's key to the streets. Feel, like, uh, Cause it's like this dog Like I don't believe In fucking humility And I'm sure he feel The same fucking way Like I don't think That if you ask Frocast who's better Between him and me I don't think he'll say me I think he'll say him So it's like Nigga what the fuck Are you doing this shit for If you think you number four Like I'm number one <laughs> And it ain't even that I think I'm number one Like it ain't a think Like I'm number one Period so, like, I don't believe in humility. I don't preach humility. Like, I don't do shows telling niggas to be humble. Fuck humility. Like, don't be fucking humble. That shit is, like, weak as fuck to me. So, no, I'm number one. Like, Frocast is dope as shit. He's the closest, but ain't nobody else close. Okay, and that right there, at some point, we're going to have to put a capsule on that and get y'all together in a podcast Olympics, because you know I organize some silly shit like that. And, uh, we might have to do that in a podcast pop-up. Now, going further with this curse, being as good as you are and having to set these bars, we've already done that question, but when you when you listen to them, when you go back and play them back, because 
one thing about you in your episodes, sometimes you'll go back and you can, you don't know the episode number all the time, but you will reference a show, an episode and you will place it in there for your audience. And with knowing that you got so many parables and proverbs and different things that you say, how do you keep up with that shit? Um, I just retain information good sometimes. Like I'll, I got a bad short-term memory, but a pretty good long-term memory. So like certain episodes, like I'll literally forget I recorded most of that episode, but I do have certain episodes that like stick out in my head. Like I got my favorites and shit. So like depending on what I might be talking about, sometimes it'll bring me back to something that I said on the other episode. And like just as much as I'm a fan of sports, lyrical, hip-hop, and comedy, like it's a callback. You know, like if you listen, you know, if you a fan of comedy, you know what a callback is, where a, a comedian will tell a joke early in the fucking show, and then toward the end of the show, he'll reference that joke to bring you back to the joke early, you know, from yeah. earlier. I kind of do that shit. It's like, okay, nigga, from episode 10, I said this shit. I might not remember the number a lot of times, but I do remember I said this shit before. But, you know, like I say sometimes, like, some episodes I plant a seed, other other episodes I'm watering something that I already planted. So nine times out of ten, if I'm just watering some shit, I'll I'll reference you back to where I planted the seed. Like, hey, go back to this episode, and I talked about that shit like a year ago. So go listen if you want the whole breakdown of the fucking point I'm finna make. Listen to that episode because that whole episode was about this little bit of shit I'm finna say for a second, but, you know, for the most part, sometimes I'll, like, listen to episodes and be like, damn, didn't I talk about that shit already? Other times, I'll just literally be like, I don't remember, nigga. I just know I said that shit. Okay. Now, a funny thing that going going into this, right, and this is part of the curse, when me and you initially started talking about doing a show, um, you was like, this is what you said. I don't know if you remember. You was like, man, let me get one in podcast collide episodes. And I'm thinking I'm gonna remind you of the conversation. And I told you I was like, no, nah, I can't give you no podcast collide episode. And uh, it was a little pause between us. It was like a day or two between that. And it wasn't nothing, no beef or nothing. But I explained to you that you was a little bit bigger than that. You was just like, uh, and I was just like, you know, when you asked it, I was like, nah, you going we're gonna do something big. I'm not gonna just bring you on just for some random stuff. And we have gone back and forth since September till now, to this point right now in March of a whole new year. And I got you here. So I do have to give you one podcast collide question that I ask everybody. And this is my favorite word to make you more personable to people that don't know who you are. Um, Inside podcasting, we got beefs, whatever. I don't give a fuck about none of that because we're grown and you got your persuasion, you got your mode on that. But what has been your biggest disappointment inside podcasting? Um, biggest. Um, niggas be thinking they cool. Like, a lot of motherfuckers get these microphones in front of them and they really like, they think we some type of fucking celebrities off this shit. Like, 90% of us don't make a dollar off this shit. Like, this shit is literally like a long-form social media profile, almost. But, like, some niggas in podcasting, like, they really get this fucking persona. Like, they think that because they have this platform and they have people listening, 
that somehow they fucking more special than they are in real life. Like they're not the regular ass nigga that they are when they turn these microphones off, you know? So like it, we get a lot of fake friendships, a lot of fake beefs, a lot of fake relationships and shit. And it's like, nigga, once you turn the mic off, you're George, you know, once county. you turn the mic off, yeah, like nigga, you're, you're a regular fucking guy, my nigga. You're not, your whatever the fuck handle we use in podcasting. Cause you know, a lot of us have fucking nicknames and handles and shit we use. Like niggas be like weird in real life. And it's like, nigga, why you act like you the cool fucking podcast guy? And when you turn this mic off, you a fucking dork. Like, I think that's like the disappointing thing to me. Like niggas be, be taking this shit more serious than they should. Cause at the end of the day, for 99% of us, this shit is a hobby. None of us that we associate with use podcasting as their main source of income or their main living. We're all hustling in this shit. Like, we all trying to figure it out. Like, we all basically mixtape rappers right now. So it's like for dudes to think that because you got a fucking mixtape out, you Jay-Z. It's like, the fuck out of here, nigga. But... Other than that, it is what it is. Yeah, and I can I can agree with it like that. That's strong right there. Cause like I'll even say this about myself, like because of whatever stances I take and whatever I do, it's on the merit of my background. Like I come from a, a background that markets and does stuff like that. So that's that's a different take. The the one thing that get me and in, in talking to you about this now is some is a conversation I had with King Germ. It's when these people think that they above like of the podcasting because I done dealt with some people and they won't you're you one um Kindle or nobody like that. It, it's just been some people that have like these heavy ass egos and think that oh you got away because everybody knows I got the little Snapchat thing. I told you how to get your numbers up that way. Or I told you how to do this or fix your mic or turn your mic this way so you sound better. Stuff I didn't heard that somebody tries to sell for eight hundred but I've had some podcasters just come through and be like, yo, this is how my schedule works. You come do the show with me at this time. If you can't do the show with me this time, then fuck you. And everybody knows me. I'm the Kanye West of podcasting. When we do a show, we do a show. I don't set no defined time. Me and you talked about it this week, and I said, I'm going to catch you this week. I caught you. It's an, un- it's an unorthodox time. It's 2.24 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, east side. Um, so we're doing a show right now. So. That's fine with me. I don't like to commit to stuff because we're doing this for fun right now. This is not no make or break episode. This ain't going to um, take me or you to the top. This is just because it's so many, uh, I call them dream collaboration. You're, you're what they call a dream collaboration. I used to be like that. But this is one of them things where I've been asked, why haven't I done a show with you? Someone even asked, like, y'all got issues? I'm like, nah. I saw this man on the phone. We talk, we talk about all kinds of dumb shit, trucking, all kinds of things. I said it's never the case like that. My biggest disappointment in this is that outside of that is that people think that because we podcast that we um, got to have some kind of internal strife against each other or I got to find a way to bring anybody down. But I go back to my man um, that you introduced me to. Because you introduced me to quite a few people, um, Rod at Sun. He put me on to a, a way of thinking. It's a nice song called Woo for the Children. Have you ever heard that? Wu-Tang. No, no, no. Nas has a song called Woo for the Children. 
You said Nas did it? Yeah, he's got a song called Woo for the Children. No, I don't think I... I'm not a Nas fan. That nigga... Not a fan of Nas. I'm not even going to speak on him. I'm just not a fan of Nas. I'm just putting right. that one. I'm leaving it. All right, we'll leave it at that for that part. But he said some real stuff about how people that make it somewhere in this business, when they try to bring somebody up, somebody comes out their corner and... I bring the kid out in somebody while I'm trying to be a man. And at the same time, they try to drag me down. And then that stuff, uh, Hunt gave that to me, and I I started listening to that. I was like, this happens sometimes. And it's shitty because when we have these strikes and these beefs, it ends relationships, and then it gives somebody a golden thumb. And that golden thumb, they can pull it out one day on that person that attacked them and take them out of this. And when I say take them out of this, it, it kind of draws into this. I ain't talking about losing listeners. I ain't talking about like people losing confidence in what anybody else is doing. But you can control who fucks with somebody on the merit of what somebody does to you in this. So I always, that's my biggest disappointment. I always tell people, like, I bite my tongue now. I bite the gun. I hear some lives sometimes, and I just step away. I'm like, man, JR, you don't even fuck with lives. Yeah. We, we see you on a live. It's about some informational shit about how to get the iPhone to turn into an Android type shit. So with all that being said, getting back over here to the curse. The curse for you disappears sometimes. It usually happens when you drop that at next episode. So the curse, it follows you. The gift, the curse. And that's what I wanted to int- in, uh, put inside this episode because for every episode you put out, the next episode be the curse and that's a hard fucking reality to live with and, I, and you i seen you i just spent a second and you just thought about that you like damn that's some real truth to it so with all that pressure and all that stuff the next thing in, inside the podcast collide and this is a question that i want you to uh, help podcasters because like you say you're the best out dip set on that on that term um so being the best out what is the the most, and I don't want to hear the shit about being consistent and all that extra shit, because you're not consistent and you should still flow. What is the best advice that I could put on a billboard in San Bernardino? That's where I, when I come out there, I'm going to be in San Bernardino. On that billboard, what best advice could you give a podcaster? And when I say give advice, I ain't talking about, oh, you're a fledgling podcaster in your this and this. I'm talking about the podcaster that was hype at some point and then they shit fell the fuck off. What do you tell the podcaster that fell the fuck off? You're talking about I'm about to pod fade and I'm tired of this so I'm going to leave it all behind. What do you tell that podcaster? Remember what made you dope and stick to that shit. Like a lot of motherfuckers they try to do what they see and they think is dope. Like, they'll hear somebody's episode and be like, oh, that's dope. I want to borrow that. Oh, I I heard what this dude is doing. I want to start doing that. Like, people will, like, hear my show and be like, I want to start using sounds. Oh, I want to start wearing sunglasses. Oh, what, what kind of mic you use? Like, nigga, do what make you dope. Like, do what your listeners like. Do what make you feel comfortable. Like, what made you feel like I could do this shit. Stick to what made you feel like you wanted to do a podcast in the fucking first place. Like, what was it that made you say, I want to get a fucking podcast? 
Because instead of trying to fucking reinvent the wheel a thousand times, just figure out, okay, I did this shit because I think I'm funny. Or I did this shit because I want to help fat girls feel confident. Or I did this shit for niggas who don't get their fucking hair cut. Like, and, and stick to that shit. Like, niggas be too busy trying to do what they feel will get them on. Like, do what they feel will get the fucking numbers. And, like, I don't give a fuck, honestly. Like, nigga, I do what I like to do. And I'm the best at doing what I do. So I stay the best because I'm the best at what the fuck I do. And that's on some Chris Jericho, Bret Hart shit right there. <laughs> and see him. Yeah. Yeah, nigga, I, I fuck with wrestling heavy. Not the new wrestling. I don't even know what the fuck CM Punk doing. Like, after the Rock and Stone Cold era ended, I was off wrestling. Wrestling became weird to me. Like, I never fucked with uh, John Cena and shit, but before that, I was a big-ass wrestling fan. <laughs> we'll have to have you uh, do a little... We'll, we'll have to do a retro shit. Be you and uh, King Jerome on some wrestling shit. Cause Man. Talk, talking about that. I, I might have to like send you um, my live that I did. It was me, King Jern, my homeboy Aladdin Saddam, and I, I forgot who the fourth person was. But we was talking about a lot of old wrestlers: Junkyard Dog, Iron Sheik, Jimmy Superfly, Snooker, a bunch of motherfuckers. We we talked for like an hour, uh, like two hours on that live. I think I put it on YouTube and everything. I'm, I'm gonna send you the link to that shit. But. Yeah, most definitely send that to me now. A lasting impression is something that not everybody gets to do. You do that with every episode. So we're not going to cut into any spuel and have you um, give it to listeners some of your crazy-ass proverbs or anything like that. And I ain't saying crazy-ass in a crazy tone. I'm just saying crazy because the, the length of what they do. What I want the listeners to do, I want you to go over to Too Much Game podcast and listen. Find you some shows and... Uh, with, with your podcast, you have to start at episode one. You can't do like you do mine and come through and grab two episodes and might like it or go 45 episodes back and get it. You got to start at the beginning and keep going from there because if you don't do that, you're going to get a feel for you, but you're going to miss some knowledge because as you progress in podcasting, things change, the, the tone, um, the way you deliver has gotten to what you are today. Felt like a bowler. Somebody that, that bowls, um, when they first start out, they might be hitting the numbers right. Once they get into a certain set and they rolling with it, it's a whole different person from the, from the time that they, they started, but it's still the same person. So, Dolomite, right now, you on the spot for this one. You um, are the king of podcasting. And you're saying the king of podcasting in every realm that you are in. What is the next big thing for you? Um, honestly, I'm not sure. Like, um, I got some shit that I'm gonna be doing with Sugar Free soon. Ooh. So, like, as far as like what I would say is gonna be the next big thing is like working closely with Sugar Free. But for the most part, like, shit. If if anything, like I just tell people, my my numbers growing. That's like the biggest shit for me, cause I'm just gonna keep on doing what the fuck I do until I figure out some shit. Right now, all I'm focusing on is just dropping dope ass shit every motherfucking week. Like tomorrow, I got a cold ass episode. 
you know, like that shit you emailed me literally as you was fucking, like, as I was listening to that shit, I was writing. And I was like, nigga, this shit finna be so motherfucking cold. It don't make no fucking sense. And, like, I, I tweeted that shit because, like, something that you said about, like, the pressure of dropping a dope episode every time. Like, I think that's, like, the only shit that, like, the pressure that I put on myself, like, the only anxiety that I have when I turn the microphone on is, like, this shit better be as dope as I thought it was when I wrote it. Because I got episodes like that where I wrote it and I felt like it was going to be way doper than it came out and ended up being. Like, sometimes, like, even when it comes to, like, me going back and posting my clips, it's like, why the fuck did I trip over that word right there? That shit would have been way harder if I'd have said that shit this way or if my mind was where I was supposed to have it when I said that shit. Like, at the end of the day, overall, this shit be dope anyway, but I do have times where I'll be like, damn, I wish I'd have said that shit different. Damn, I wish I'd have develop that thought before I said that shit, before I even fucking dropped a bomb and sipped the champagne, that shit would have been way harder. Like, or even certain shit that I'll say and be like, why the fuck didn't I drop the bomb after I said that shit? That shit was hard as fuck. But it's like, at the end of the day, like I just keep a short memory about it. Like niggas make mistakes. So it's like the episode dope anyway. So I can only do what I can do at the end of the day. And that would be like something else I would tell people, don't be too fucking hard on yourself. Because as much as like, I got episodes that I think are flat out garbage. I got at least five episodes that I can't even listen to because I feel like them motherfuckers is garbage. But people love them motherfuckers. So it's like, fuck it, nigga. Like, somebody gonna like it. That's wild. Because I'll tell you a story. On that one I sent you, I sent it out to you. I sent it out to uh, Jay from... Um... The cognac room and Michelle from out of my camp. And then it was Frankly Francisco. That's the episode that'll never be released. Cause it came out. It was dope, though. Huh? It was dope though. It, but the problem I wrote, is I wrote some fire to that shit. It was like listening to like a classic beat. I was like, yeah. And it, the nigga said he wanted to be Diddy. He diddy on this one. <laughs> my, my problem with that is it's like. With something like that, that's I've sent three. That's the first inspirational you got for me. But I drop them joints when I see something crazy. When I turn on Instagram, I see just something that's just so out the wind. And you know, in private conversations, I, I let you know what the wind is sometimes, and or all the time. But just in, in them cases, like that one was, that that was inspired by you. Like hearing how you did, I just got on the mic. I was like, uh. You know, I did my Diddy, not the shiny suit Diddy, the one that got the paid lyrics from Nelly or somebody, from Rick Ross. And I just went, and I was like, that's a mode. Because that's what, you know, that's what we say out here in West Virginia. That's a mode, that's a mood. And I just like, man, I wish I could do that like you all the time, because that's what you do all the time. For me to do that, I had to get some Super Saiyan shit and get to level three. I ain't even make it to four, or to six, or whatever. Um, But Here's the greatest thing about you and podcasting, because I gave everybody a testimony, and my testimony is what basically makes my podcast. That's that's what I do at the very end of my shows. So, Dolomite, you're humble, even though you said you don't like to be humble or none of that shit. Thing about you is that you don't you set a precedent, but you don't go out here and just 
take what you do and, and say, here, take this, let this influence you. Because your shit is so dope and it's got a t- tough message. Podcasters that listen, fans that listen, they spread the word. You're a conversation that comes up every week, even though I don't talk to you every week. I mean, I talk to you sometimes, but you come up like that. So that's that right there. Is a, is, a, is something that's amazing. People share your shit without you ever knowing, unless they tag you. I have seen instances. I don't know if you've seen it all. I can't account to that, but I can say this. I know personally what I've seen when people share your stuff. Not every time do you get a tag in it, but people are sharing your stuff on the strength of that. It's that damn good. Motherfuckers might share my shit just because I share their shit and whatever I do in the community. I don't, I don't get that kind of respect. But you, not one of your episodes, has there been a time that somebody hasn't extra promoted it? So that's something I like because I, when I see that, I see that I'm like, damn. You know, I always do that persona that I'm Diddy, but I'm like, damn, this dude is bigger than Mace. He is the B.I.G. You like Tupac, right? So, so in that sense, let's just say it like this. The respect that you get in this industry is wholeheartedly not based on your work, but the character and how you carry yourself with people. Um, it was a live a few months ago um, that I jumped on out of nowhere. Uh, an episode that it ended up playing as an episode on yours. So I actually do got a credit on being on your show one time. So like you did that episode and then everybody came out the woodworks and it was crazy because it was one of them, it was one of them shining moments and, and me and people, we still laugh about it. Like that, I love that episode, you know, and it's stuff like that. Like you talk about like the vers- versatility in podcasting, you do it all. As of right now, you didn't come on the Q and A podcast because it's four of us that's in the top of the Q and A podcast. You didn't come on every format, so you built yourself. Like you said, I ain't gonna be no Brian Westbrook out here. I'm gonna be Kobe. I'm gonna fit every episode that I can get into and get coming on my format is a different format. Cause I'm questioned straight to the point. I'm not really that funny, but we're going to just, we can go with things. So for you to have that kind of versatility, you're Kobe Bryant out here. Kobe Bryant was in the gym. Like Allen Iverson from Virginia, like, like I am. Allen Iverson didn't practice. He was good, but he didn't last. And his hands is empty. When Kobe gets in the gym before everybody else. And came out, he's still doing it in heaven or wherever you believe in. He's still doing that. So you doing just like Kobe out here. You sharpen your game, you're practicing it, you're not wasting time. You know when to do this, you know when not to do this. Kobe did the same thing. So that's my testament to you is that you got the mumba mentality and having that and being able to show it and prove it is a hard thing to do because a lot of people can talk like they're walking. But they can't walk with their talk. And you can do that. And I want you to keep that forever because, I mean, you know it, but sometimes when somebody reiterates it to you, you see it from a different light because I'm a different person than you. We're on two sides of the track. That's different. And I can see it from all the way over here on top of the mountain. And that's just because I'm in West Virginia. I ain't seeing any success. But I'm just there. So definitely my testimony to you is this. What you do and what you have done in podcasting is greatly appreciated because it takes someone to be the number one face. There's Bret Hart, there's Shawn Michaels, there's Stone Cold, there's Rock, 
even Triple H can't say that he held a brand that long. You are the rock of this right now. You are the stone cold of this generation in podcasting, this mode, this move that's going on right now. So in that respect, I'm going to hand the floor back over to you real fast. And this is what I need you to do. I need you to paint this amazing picture here. You decided that, you know, you're going to move up, you're going to advance, you got the sugar-free show coming and all that stuff. But if there was a billboard, if there was a TED Talk, because that's the type of shit I do, TED Talks, you know what those are. If there was a TED Talk right now, and you was talking about how successful you are and how inspirational you are, what would that sound like? Shit, just be dope in who you are. Cause real dope sell itself. You don't gotta sell dope. Dope, dope sells dope. So just be fucking dope. Find what makes you dope and live in that shit. Like stick to what the fuck it is that makes you dope. Like other people do dope shit, but it ain't the dope that you sell. So just be your dope. Be your own brand of dope. Like don't let nobody spoil your fucking brand. Don't let nobody come and like fuck up what you got going on just because somebody else got something going on that you may like yeah it's cool to be fucking influenced but never let a motherfucker dilute what you got going on because of what they got going on like a lot of motherfuckers will see somebody that got some fly shit going on and try to like ride that wave nine times out of ten that's how you get washed away in they fucking current like, you go see what they doing, and then you get lost in they fucking sauce. Like, stay in your shit. Like, the the reason I feel like I'm so dope is because I live on my own fucking island. You either come to this motherfucking island or you don't. But the island is the fucking island, nigga. This is Hawaii. I'm not fucking Tahiti. I'm not Aruba. I'm not the Bahamas. I'm not Jamaica. I'm fucking Hawaii. If y'all motherfuckers want to come to Hawaii, come to fucking Hawaii. I got pineapples and shit. I got the best fucking pineapples in the world. Come get some fucking pineapples, but I'm not going to do weed like Jamaica. I'm not going to do whatever the fuck everybody else doing. I stick to what the fuck I do because what I do sell itself. So it is what it is. Okay. Now, on that note, I'm going to just cut this because that, that was perfect. That's how we should end it. I need you to do something because this is something vintage from my show. We call it a shameless plug. Shameless plug is so people can know where they can find you, where they can just get involved with you. So real quick, Dolomite, give them the shameless plug. Google the Too Much Game podcast. If you have a fucking Echo Dot in your house, tell Alexa to play the Too Much Game podcast. If you're on social media, Instagram, Too Much Game Podcast, or Twitter, Too Much Game Pod. Buy some motherfucking merchandise, Too Much Game Podcast.store. If you want to follow the memes and the funny shit, Uncle Dolomite on Instagram or at Uncle Dolomite on Twitter. That's where I crack jokes and talk shit at. All right, and on that note, I am JR from West Virginia and Commonplace. And uh, this is another one in the bag.